Today's conversation is, guess what? I messed up again. Welcome to the Functioning Overthinkers Weekly Podcast. Here, we will discuss the healthy limits of overthinking and are reminded to not be anxious about anything, but to trust God in everything. I'm your host, Shanice Sadler. (laughs) You are more than your failures, point blank, period. Last week, we dove into one of the famous what ifs. What if they were right? And it brought up a lot of regrets and things that we need to let go of in order to move on and to become whole. Now, today's conversation is one that we oftentimes don't hear people talking about. And it reflects on a time where they have failed or backtracked to a place that they hate. For the past couple of weeks, we have focused on relationships and what it means to really build a positive social space. But today, we are going to focus on self and what it means to disappoint yourself. Have you ever disappointed yourself, like really, truly, honestly felt like you disappointed yourself and that you took 10 steps back into old behaviors and old actions? How did you handle that disappointment? It's safe to say as overthinkers, one of the main reasons we tend to overthink is because we're so hard on ourselves. We overanalyze most times, which is to our own demise, because the real tea is that we have all failed at some point in our lives before. We have all failed. We have all experienced those moments where it was unpleasant, where we are reminded of our shortcomings, where we are reminded of our flaws and things that people don't like and things that we don't like in ourselves. So we have all gotten to that point where we have failed and we have fallen short. Join in on the conversation. Let me know. Have you ever truly disappointed yourself? Head on over to thefunctioningoverthinker.com. Leave a feedback so that we can all be a part of the conversation. Now, the term messing up really stems from deep, deep from our core and who we are and where we intend to be. It is the mere hindrance we face that tends to keep us from getting where we desire to be. The fact that you feel like you've messed up means that you know you have goals, that you know you want to achieve something. You aspire change. You aspire something to change in your life. And deep down when you don't achieve that change, you're saddened because you've been faced with an obstacle. That said, it's fair to say that those that aren't particularly motivated to accomplish anything may not ever feel deep regrets about any unfavorable actions that they may have taken. I know it's hard to believe that persons just live their life all lally-dallying, but there are persons that really don't care about anything. They just get up, they do what they feel like doing, and then that's just it. And it's on rinse and repeat. They get up, they do what they feel like, and that's it. They don't care about who they hurt. They don't think that their actions affect anybody else. It's just them. It's all about them. But the truth is, right, those persons, they don't feel as though they are doing anything wrong because they don't desire change. 
They don't feel like there is a next level that they need to get to. They don't desire or have any motivation to become their better self. They don't, they don't see none of that. They just want to carry on in the manner they, you know, have been. And it's, it's just sad, really and truly. But we have people out there like that. They have no motivation to do better. They have no desires to do better. And so we have to be careful of those people. So you'll find people living 20, 30 years in a cycle of abusive and manipulation and just making bad decisions with no feelings of regrets because, again, they have no desire to change. The moment they feel like they want to achieve a new normal is when they have done some deep soul searching, deep introspection, and have now realized that there is something that needs to be done. Then it is at that point where we start to think about change and we start to feel guilty when we mess up because we know that there is a place that we need to get to. So again, we have persons just carrying on because they don't have no desire to change. And the need or the feeling of messing up only stems from your desire to change because messing up symbolizes that you acknowledge that you've done something that you shouldn't have done. And so if you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong, you don't ever will feel like you're messing up because you have no desire to change anything. So as you could see throughout this explanation, what really, really, really sticks out is the need to change. The need to want to be different than the person that you were yesterday. The need to turn it all around for the better. There has to be a burning desire as it will be the catalyst to be the change that you want to see. Because of the fact that some people's issues dig much deeper than others, it is harder for one person to give up old habits than it is for the other person to do that. Hence, if you're overcoming addiction, for example, or the need to not be money hungry or money greedy or whatever it is, you may take longer than someone else to get rid of your habits. So not because two people have similar struggles or similar addictions or similar life stories means that they will both get over the hurdle at the same time. And I say all of this to say that Acknowledge that everyone goes at life at a different pace. Everyone experiences things at their own pace. Never feel the need to level up or want to compare yourself to anyone else because your struggle is not my struggle and my struggle isn't your struggle. So to compare and to analyze yourself in that manner is one doing yourself a disservice because you will never be someone else. Your life story will always be your life story. It don't matter how similar it is to someone else. So always just remember that. We have to remember that it didn't take a day to build or create these habits. So if you're trying to get rid of a specific pattern, negative patterns, you have to understand that it didn't take one day to build this pattern. It didn't take one day to build this habit. It will take that same amount of time that you took to build that habit to sometimes get over it. So if you spent your last 20 years on earth smoking, it, it's not, you're not going to get rid of that in one day. 
Like, that's not even a thing, right? We have to be real with ourselves. If you have been having sex with someone for five years, you have soul ties, you know that this person is married, you know that this person is in a relationship, and you now know that, okay, I don't want to do this anymore because this person is taking me for a fool, or I don't see any future, or it's just straight up wrong. And you want to remove yourself from that relationship or that situation. Ain't no way you're going to get up one day and be like, boop, all right, it's done. Bye. No, it's not as easy as that. And we have to allow ourselves grace enough to know that we are not perfect beings, that we will take a while to get over certain situations, that it will take a while for us to detach ourselves from things that we have attached ourselves to for so long, for so, so long. So allow yourself grace and allow yourself time to overcome your hurdles. Because again, the more you push to try to overcome something in a short space of time is the more you will disappoint yourself, is the more you will feel extra like defeated because you would have tried to push yourself to do something that one is humanely impossible because to break habits, you need to go through it. You need to go through the moments. You need to, to go through the time. You can't just get up and just break habits. So again, the more you allow yourself grace is the more you will experience less disappointments. So let's do a story time. Let's back up a little bit. How did we get here? What better way to really connect with you than through a story of my own? You know I love to tell stories. You know I love to share my 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 point of view. I want to relate. I want to be relatable. So let's go. Throughout my adult years, I have struggled with not being petty. <laughs> and... Uh, a lot of you will be like, that's not a real problem. No, it's, it's actually a serious problem, a real life problem. I have struggled with not being petty. Yes, yeah, they call me petty Betty. Like I even had a sticker on my laptop once that says petty. I used to embrace being petty. It, it was a whole thing. But it was a serious, serious struggle of mine. Here is why. Being petty is really just a defense mechanism that has crippled me and my ability to effectively communicate in situations where I felt uncomfortable. It seems trivial, but it isn't. Being petty clouds your judgment as now you're not listening to understand, you're only listening to respond. So you're already on the defense mode. It doesn't even matter what the person said. It's just you already formulated your answer. So whatever it is that the person is trying to tell you, you're not receptive of any of that. So even if the person said A, you already had B through Z, ready, prepared, ready to tell them because you have it on the go. You have your answer down pat. Not a way to live, but yeah. And it's so childish because in the grand scheme of things, in that moment, you feel like you've won. <laughs> you've won the battle, but honestly, you have lost the war. Because yes, even though in that moment you have won the little battle, it's a bigger thing that you're fighting. And that's the need to want to... It really comes down to a lack of confidence too, in some capacity, 
and not knowing how to express yourself. So that's the bigger war that you're fighting. Self-improvement, right? It's so childish. Anywho, I hate it as much as I hate to apologize. So as you know, if you're a petty person or used to be one or you dabble in it (laughs) ever so often, you know that when you're petty, you almost always end up apologizing at the end of the day. And me being me and hating to apologize, I rather not being petty or learning to just effectively communicate because then it lessens my need to apologize every single time because I would have handled situations a little bit better and I would have communicated a little bit better. So it's like a double whammy. Choose which way you want to go. Do you want to communicate or do you want to always apologize? And I choose to learn to communicate. So after really digging deep, I realized that, yeah, it was only a defense mechanism. And honestly, it was just my way of trying not to come off as vulnerable and to have to explain to someone how much they have affected me in any way, shape or form. So then I just act like I didn't care at all. It's just, okay, cool. I got it. Or you just do things that you know will upset the person to just throw off the entire situation. So it's no longer on you. It's not focused on you and what you need to change. It's more focused on everything else and the whole point is missed and you've gotten away with not having to explain yourself. It's a whole thing. Whenever faced with a challenging moment with a friend, if pushed too hard, I will travel on over to Pettyville and I will block and delete numbers if I had to. I know, and I've come a far way to not do this anymore. The thing is, I had to work very hard on this. And God had to intervene in so many ways. Like, he really had to come down on earth, come into my heart, and change certain things. Like, he himself had to intervene. I have learned then to use my words and I have learned then how to explain how I feel when I feel it. This is an everyday goal though. It's not like just a one done fix. It's nothing like that. Every day I have to remind myself why I am here and who I am and whose I am. Because foolishness presents itself every day. And even if you're at work, even if it's just in your personal life, you have to weather certain conversations, whether it be big or whether it be small. Everybody has their own different triggers. Everybody are affected in many different ways. So you have to continuously remind yourself, all right, this is not something I'm going to do. I am going to practice using my words. I am going to enunciate while I'm at it and I'm going to be clearly heard and I'm going to be precise and you just focus on the things that you need to do. So I had to work very hard on myself. Like I had to really take a step back, do some deep introspection and just to come up with ways on how to channel all of this. And even after years of doing this, because it's not just no. Anytime I go back or default to that petty behavior, I feel legit terrible. Like whenever I blow up or I have one of those, I guess, episodes, (laughs) that's so drastic. But yeah, 
episodes, as they may call it, I would feel bad because I'm like, all these YouTube videos, all these self-improvement tactics, all of the God coming to earth and fixing my heart, all of that went down the drain. That's how I used to feel because I didn't allow myself grace to know that, Shanae, you're not perfect, you know? Like, you're going to have your moments where you relapse and you're going to have your moments where you fall back to the default that you knew for so long. And so I would mess up time and time again. I would even lose relationships because of this. It's, it's, it, it, it goes on, right? It's, it's a never ending thing. And if you don't be careful, it can consume you. So I would mess up over and over again. But knowing that I don't want to be messing up every single time and making more of a concerted effort to not mess up allows me to allow myself grace. Here's what really helped me though during this journey of self-improvement is journaling. Getting a little handy dandy notebook. Um, if you prefer using something digital, I know people have like iPads, tablets that they could just type in. It's fine. But journaling on a whole helped me. So when I began journaling, right, I was able to write out my feelings. As you know, writing takes a lot of energy, right? So when you're writing, you're thinking, you're more thoughtful, you're able to put it all on paper, you're able to use your words, you're able to express yourself. And there's no one hearing you, hearing your thoughts, there's no one reading your journals. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> so you're able to express yourself in any which way you choose. Over time, though, what this does is it went from me just writing it all out to be able to speak it all out because now I've known my words. Now I can attach words to different feelings, different emotions. Now I'm able to explain my whys and the reasons. Before, it came out all like a blur because I didn't know how to slow down and really honing on the different feelings that I'm going through and to really put words to the emotions. So journaling really helped me to do that because again, I was able to slow it down, take it all in, go through the moment and write it on paper. So journaling helps. My communication style got way, way better. I feel better because of now I'm able to handle situations better. The issue is, as mentioned before, it's a constant need of improvement. Change is never a one and done, especially if you have been this way for years. You can't expect a grand change in a couple of months. Be real with yourself. So now, because I'm being real with myself, I visit Pettyville almost every quarter. So once a quarter or twice a year, I would say, as little as twice a year and as many as once a quarter, so four times a year, I find myself taking a step back to that Pettyville and having my moments of being petty and childish and whatever it is. But when I have those episodes, I'm not defeated anymore. I don't feel like I've taken 10 steps back. I don't feel like it's all for nothing. I'm able to pivot and I'm able to learn from these episodes because again, the aim is not to be perfect. The aim is to be better. So next year, 
or years to come, I hope to only default to two times a year, (laughs) maybe one time a year, who knows, but just to become a better me. That's the goal. That's the aim. We're not trying to be perfect beings. So now that I know that I have grace in knowing that I know it is wrong and I know that it's something that I'm actively working on, but I find beauty in knowing that I am not perfect. I find relief in knowing that I'm not perfect. I say all this to say that life is a journey. And if there's something that you have been working on for quite some time and you have slipped up along the way, have some self-compassion. Show yourself grace. We are always more ready to forgive others than we do ourselves. Let me repeat that. We often find it easy to forgive others, but find it hard to forgive ourselves. That is unfair to you. Learn to love your flaws while knowing that it's something that you're working on. Hate the flaw. Do not hate yourself. Because when you mess up and you get back up, you're 10 times stronger than before. Because it's something that you're eager to change. You are eager for change. All right? So whatever it is, know that you can get there. I believe in you. Key takeaways is to learn to write it all down. Because when you write it down, you're thoughtfully putting it all on paper. You're able to think through your thoughts and for you to understand how you're feeling, how to navigate how you're feeling. And once you've mastered writing it all down, then you will start to say it, you know, aloud. You're able to put voice to all that you have written. And it's a beautiful feeling when you're able to express yourself. It's a beautiful feeling when you know what you need to say. It's a beautiful feeling when you can say to someone, I am feeling this way and here is the reason why. Thank you for tuning into this message. Don't forget to subscribe and to leave a review to let me know what resonated with you the most. Next week, we are going to dive into the next topic of, I wonder if they like me. This topic is going to be so good. So I look forward in seeing you guys next week. And don't forget, join in on the conversation by visiting thefunctioningoverthinker.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Until then, stay functioning. You are bomb.com. Bye.